Hey Divas, welcome back to the fifth episode of the podcast. It has been so long since I sat down and recorded an episode. Uh, actually, no, it's been two weeks, but the episode that I recorded two weeks ago, I wasn't happy with, and a lot changed to do with what I'm going to talk about a few days later. I have some other things that I want to say, and um, what I talk about, like my answers are going to be a lot different to what I was talking about before. It will all become clear. So I kind of feel like the last episode I recorded was with my cousin when we did the feminist episode. I am ill. I have a cold. I don't have COVID yet. Last week I did four lateral flow tests because someone in my class got COVID and then my friend got tonsillitis so I tested about four times last week and then I tested yesterday because I was getting ill and I tested again today and I've been negative all six times so hopefully I'm okay but that is why I sound a little bit weird. It's getting so dark I wasn't prepared for how quickly it's getting dark again. I think every year everyone is like, oh my gosh, can you believe how dark it's getting? Like how early it's getting dark, which, come on, we experience this every year, we need to get over it. But I feel like we never get used to it. I never get used to that, like when the clocks go forward or the clocks go back. Um, I mean, it's a while until they go back, but still, everything's suddenly just getting darker and the days are getting colder. Well, actually, is no different to what it's been over the summer. We've had really awful weather. A week ago, we actually had a heat wave. Like this time last week, it was 29 degrees, which is ridiculous for England in September. Like we didn't even have this um, this weather in August. Today actually started out really cold. I wore tights today. I think it's partly because I'm quite cold because I'm ill, but I wore tights this morning. And then when I walked home, I was boiling. So, you can never dress prepared for English weather, which is why I cannot wait to move to a country that has a stable climate and doesn't rain every five minutes. Did anyone watch the Met Gala? Honestly, it was chaos. Like, I get that the themes are always really ambiguous, but why make them so ambiguous? Because people can literally just turn up in a dress and like make up some absolute bullshit of why it corresponds to the theme like last year's theme or no it was two years ago wasn't it 2019's theme was really good like that was it was ambiguous but it was quite specific um and I think the looks were really really good this year there were some really good looks that didn't fit the bill which is kind of a shame. And then there were some looks that were on par of the theme, but were really bad. I have to say that Nikki Tutorials' look was very overlooked. I think that was the best um, gown there. Like, it was so beautiful on her, and the reference was incredible. So if you haven't seen that, um, definitely go check it out. Some people I was surprised to see there. <clears throat> Listen, Ray. Um, 
And some people I was shocked that weren't there. I know there was that whole, um, that thing with Nicki Minaj about her tweet, which honestly, like, get over yourself. Get over yourself, girl. I was so happy that Simone was there. I was, I liked her look, but I don't think it really corresponded with the theme. Um, Lil Nas X, I know people are, like, raving about his look, but not gonna lie, I wasn't impressed. He looked, she looked like C-3PO at one point. When he has that gold look, all I could see was C-3PO. I'm really sorry. And I think that he tried to do what Lady Gaga did last year, um, which was cute, but... Yeah, it didn't quite... I don't know, I didn't get the theme. I think it definitely would have worked for camp. I liked Frank's look, even though he literally wore the same thing as last year. He just brought a alien baby along. I feel like he was trying to reference Area 51. Um, Emma Chamberlain looks stunning, but I didn't get the theme from her. Megan Fox looks stunning, again, didn't get the theme. Um, who actually gave me America? Like, who... There were a lot of dresses that were, like, quite starry, which was cute. Um, oh, Kim Kardashian. Kim and Kanye, please, what is going on? I know they're trying to promote Donda, but it was... It was weird. Like, it was scary. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the memes that Saint Hoax um did but it was like there was one and it was Kim Kardashian's look and in the background they played the American Horror Story theme tune and it was so accurate like that is the kind of thing that you'd see in America Horror Story it was so weird speaking of America Horror Story the new season has come out but I have no idea where to watch it I have no idea where to watch it which is really sad because it's not on Netflix if anyone knows where in the UK you can watch it, please let me know, because I really want to watch it. So yeah, that's my rundown of the Met Gala. I've seen a lot of criticism about the Met Gala, which I get it. It's completely ridiculously expensive. I am also, it's very diverse, but I want to see more international guests like I'd like to see like film stars musicians sports people who aren't from England or America who aren't English speaking I don't know and I think that you know we have the VMAs we have the Grammys we have the Emmys we have the Oscars We have all these things and we see all these looks and we, you know, it's a big event and there's red carpets and stuff like that. Is that not enough? I think that maybe now that we're getting into the realm of influencers are being invited, it's kind of taking away, I don't know how to say it, you you work to get to the Emmys, you work to get to the the VMAs, the Grammys, whatnot. I feel like now you work less to get to the Met Gala, especially with, like, the Kardashians and Addison Rae being there. And Di- Why the hell was Dixie D'Amelio there? I feel like it's less of a, of a... It's more of an elitist event rather than 
a, an amazing fashion I don't know it's just a hyper fashion show with ambiguous themes so I don't know I like it this year's was a bit of a car crash but I like looking at the the looks I like reviewing them oh I was surprised that Anya Taylor-Joy wasn't there I really thought we'd see her there but maybe next year see you next year oh wait am I right in thinking that you know when um was it Cardi B or Nicki Minaj oh my god I'm so uncultured I think it was Cardi B and she was like see you next year or not and she was wearing was she wearing her Met Gala outfit because she literally predicted it she literally predicted that we wouldn't be there for the next I say we I mean she predicted that there wouldn't be a Met Gala and she predicted that she wouldn't be going to the 2021 Met Gala oh no that was Nicki Minaj I get so confused between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj I know they are different people and I know their music I know the difference between the music but sometimes in the heat of the moment I just get confused between the two of them she predicted that there would not be a Met Gala 2020 she said see you next year or not and she was right anyway that is all I have to say about the Met Gala on to this week's topic which is basically school related it is going to be my intentions and hopes and fears for the new academic year now when I recorded this I was yeah I just on my first day my first last no my first day of my last year at secondary school and now I am recording this two weeks later nothing much has changed a few things have changed that I'm going to talk about but my intentions are still the same so for context and those who are not from the UK I am in year 13 which is the yeah senior year of high school now I'm really confused do you graduate um, high school at 18 or 17? Because I'm confused. We leave secondary school aged... Most of us are 18 because unless your birthday is in like July or August, you will leave secondary school 18 years old and then you start um, university at 18. But I think it's different in the US, so I'm really confused. If someone could please enlighten me on how the US school system works, it would be greatly appreciated. Because we don't graduate, like, like we don't graduate primary school, which is like elementary school. We don't have a middle school, so we don't graduate middle school. We don't even graduate secondary school. It's either you pass or you don't, like, you don't retake you only graduate university. But in America, you graduate like every single year. On my first day back, I did some journaling prompts about my intentions for the new academic year. So I have a few things written down. So I'm first going to talk about my intentions for the new academic year. So the first one that I wrote down was be present. Now this one I think is really, really important. It's my final year. And year 12 seemed to slip by so so fast and I just don't 
want the same for that. Like, I don't want to be in year 13 forever. I don't want to be in school forever. I'm looking forward to the new chapter of my life that is after secondary school. But at the same time, I don't want to feel like it completely passed me by. Like, I want to clearly remember year 13. And I want to feel the feelings of being in year 13. Because you are at the top of the school. You are the oldest in the school. You have the most responsibility. You have the most fun, to be honest. You have the most privileges. And it's the last time that you're going to be with your friends and be in certain classes and with certain people which can be a good thing not gonna lie I'm looking forward to leaving behind a lot of people but there's many people that it's gonna be hard to know that I'm never gonna see them again you know people that I've seen since the first day of year seven there's one girl that I have there's two girls actually that I have been friends with since the first day of year seven like we have been we have been in the same form from year 7 to 13 and the fact that I'm not gonna like see them every morning really blows my mind and it's sad like we have it's it's a familiar face you know and I'm never gonna I'm not gonna have that same familiar face anymore and yeah I don't want to be going through year 13 wishing the time away like if I am sat in a lesson, bored, thinking, oh, I could be doing so much of my time right now, like, why am I here? Just sit there and appreciate the environment that I'm in right now, like, the security, the familiarity of the environment that I'm in right now, the people, because, like, the end of May, which is when we, we leave, will come so quickly, and then I'll wish that I'm back in you know, a boring classroom. So I think it's really important for me to be present this year. The second one is good time management, which, to be honest, I'm quite good at time management in the first place. But as I was mentioning before, I need to find the balance between working my ass off and girl bossing too close to the sun and skating and doing my podcast and just like relaxing in general so I did make a like study schedule on Notion it was just in like the calendar and I wrote down what times I was going to be in school and then what time I had free and at the moment it's been working quite well when I've not been ill so last week and Monday it worked really well then I got sick and I have like no energy so I've just been trying to sort of rest. I get home at 3.30 because I walk home from school. We finish at 3 and then I walk home from school, get home about 3.30, have my snack, sort of get everything out my bag, do all sorts of stuff, and then start work at 4 and then do an hour of work until 5. And I actually get a lot of work done. Like when I'm not looking at my phone for a whole hour, I am surprised at how much I can get done. And I use an app called Flora, I think, where you set the timer for an hour and then it plants a seed and then you can't look at your phone for that the amount of time that you've set that you want to do your work or whatever you're doing. And if you like go off the screen, if you go off the app, it kills the plant. 
and it makes you feel really bad about killing the plant it's like if you do if you um if you like press cancel it's like are you sure you want to kill this tree I'm like I don't want to kill the tree but sometimes it's like I need to find like a picture of like some class notes that I've taken on my phone and it's like are you sure you want to kill the tree I'm like I'm just trying to do my work I don't want to kill the tree but I think that's really good because if you are weirdly emotional attached to killing plants like I am um <laughs> then it works it really does work and then I allow um at five I have got a half an hour movement break so if I want to stretch for half an hour if I want to go on a half an hour run if I want to skip for 10 minutes and then do some stretching, like, I have half an hour to do whatever kind of movement I like, because it is scientifically proven that if you move during or just after you've, like, acquired some information, you remember it so much better. I remember watching a child genius program, and this guy was, like, playing table tennis whilst his mum was, like, testing him on facts, and so ever since then, I'm like, if I do exercise whilst I'm trying to learn stuff or just after I've learned stuff, I'm going to be a genius. So that's what I I do. So far, it's been working great apart from this week because I've just completely crashed. Um, This is not a great example. I've set all these like um goals. I've done them for a week and then I've gone ill. So it completely doesn't work. But hopefully there is not a fault in the system and it's just... I've gone ill. Oh, and then after the half an hour, I do um, another hour of studying until 6.30 and then cook dinner at 6.30. And then after dinner, I just do anything that I want, really, that isn't um, schoolwork related. So I have sort of like a set hour, two hours um, after school for doing work, which I think works a lot better rather than from like quarter to four trying to do everything for like three hours um and not getting any breaks which is kind of what I did before and it didn't really work because I'd sort of after like an hour and a half I'd get bored and then I'd go on my phone and half an hour would pass and it's like oh I can't bother to start my work again so I think that will be a good way forward then I also put early sleep like going to bed early and then waking up early and that so far has been working well at first it was hard because I'd wake up at like seven in the morning um, and I'd go to bed at about ten, half ten. So when I first tried to go to bed at 9.30, I just could not sleep. I couldn't do it. But now I literally, it literally gets like seven o'clock and I am so tired and I fall asleep straight away at 9.30 and then I can get up at six. So yeah, that's been working really well. I think sleep schedules, they do take a very long time to adjust Luckily, I wasn't going to bed at, like, midnight or, like, one o'clock. That would have been even harder to adjust, where it's only, like, an hour and a half or an hour difference. And actually does make all the difference in getting up in the morning. And getting up at 6 rather than 6.30 just allows so much more time. Last year, I got up at 6.30, and then I'd leave the house at... time. Well, the thing is, this time, we have to be in school every single morning, even if we don't have a lesson. Unfortunately... I do have lessons every single morning, so even if we weren't having to do that, I'd have to come in anyway. So I leave the house at about quarter past eight. So it literally allows me two hours and 15 minutes to get ready, which is lovely, because I can get up in the morning, I can meditate, I can stretch, I can have a shower, I can leisurely make my breakfast, 
leisurely make my lunch, um, journal, and then just do whatever. And it just allows me loads of time to do that. And it goes ridiculously fast. Like, it goes so fast. I have no time in the morning, even though I have two and a half hours, pretty much. Um, I put leave time for passions. So, as I said, planning in the work during the day and in the morning. And so then in the evening, I can focus on stuff like podcasts, like writing that I really want to do. Because I think it's so important to have that balance. Otherwise, my life will literally just be so boring. And I will drive myself insane. And I think what I learned from year 11 is that I can burn out so easily. I revised from the start of year 11 every day a little bit until November, which were my mocks were. And that worked. Like, I did really well on my mocks, which is what I needed to do because those were our GCSEs in the end. But then I tried to continue this over Christmas and by like March I just could not be bothered to revise anymore. Like I was so exhausted from work. So <clears throat> try not to do that this year. I'm doing a little bit of revision every day um, but only if I have to. So I have a few tests coming up soon. But then over the Christmas holidays I am going to give myself a break which I did not do in year 11. So... Um, and I also wrote study schedule, but I've explained that already. I then wrote what drained my energy last year. I said spending too much time on my phone when I get home from school. Now, this is actually really crucial because I think when you go on your phone or when you go onto YouTube or whatever or onto Netflix, once you're in, you just go down such a spiral and it's so hard to get yourself out of it when it's something that you wouldn't rather be doing. Of course, we'd rather be going on YouTube, watching Netflix than studying. So I think it's a lot harder to do that first and sort of reward yourself first before you've even done anything. I feel like going on your phone, watching YouTube, watching Netflix should be a reward like after you've done your work. I think that's a much easier way to motivate yourself to do your work. What I used to do is I'd get home from school and then like whilst I was having my snack I would go onto YouTube or I'd go onto Instagram I'd scroll for ages and it's much harder to then say okay right now I'm going to stop and do my work whereas if I get home from school just focus on what I'm eating like write down the list of what I'm going to do in that half an hour that I have between getting back and starting my work and don't go on my phone I'm, it's going to be much easier for me to start the other thing that I wrote was leaving some things until the night before. Now, I've never particularly been a person that leaves things last minute because that will stress me out way too much. But the thing that I was referring to the most on this was we have these German speaking cards that we have to do every week. And we have like a half an hour session where we have a, like a conversation and we have this card that we have to prepare and we talk about the card. And we'd get that on a Friday and then we'd have the whole week until the next Friday to prepare it. I would always leave it to the night before or even like the day of it. I'd always have time to do it on the day and I would I would always do it then, which is such a bad idea. So this year I have pledged that I am not going to leave it until Thursday night or Friday morning to do the card. And actually I've been starting off quite well. I did it today 
Today is Wednesday and I probably would have done it earlier, but I didn't know that we had a car to prepare this week. So, yeah, going good so far, but hopefully I will not slip back into doing it on a Thursday. Okay, so my hopes for this year. Now, I could go into like the whole academic hopes, like, oh, I hope I get all A stars, blah, blah, blah. Um, I hope that I get accepted. I do hope that I get accepted into my dream university. However, I have no idea what my dream university is. Um, so that is going to be quite difficult. And I think a lot of people also don't know what they want to do and what they want to study, where they want to go. So I think it's a little bit wrong for me to put all my academic hopes on here because I'm not quite sure what they are. I haven't figured out yet what is going to be successful for me academically. (laughs) Academically. Is that even a word? Academically? Yeah, academically. It doesn't sound right for some reason. What's my hopes are in that sense. I I want to, I just want to feel like I did my best and that I put, like I submitted my best photo shoot, like I wrote my best politics essay and that I, you know, know more German than I've ever known before. Actually, that's impossible because I was fluent as a child. You know what I mean. Um, Speak the best German that I have ever in my teenage years. I think as long as I feel like I've produced a good set of work, I think I will be happy. My predicted grades, yeah, they speak for themselves. I'll be really happy if I do get them, but I just have to remind myself that I shouldn't put pressure on myself to get them because the pressure already comes from my school. My school is very, it's very academic and it's not even a, a like a, a grammar school. If you don't know what a grammar school is, you have to take a test to get in, a like an academic test to get in. Fun fact, I actually did the test because my parents forced me to do it, even though I knew I wanted to go to the school that I'm at now, which doesn't even require a test. But they still made me do it. And I did not pass because I hadn't, I, like, you had to get tutoring. If you wanted to pass, you had to get tutoring. Uh, my parents made me do it myself. They just bought me these books. Were like, yeah, get on with Okay, okay, this makes it sound really harsh. But they didn't, I didn't get a tutor, basically. And so, yeah, I didn't pass. I don't know why they made me do it. It's completely pointless because I wasn't even going to go to a, a grammar school. But, anyway. So, my school is very academic. If they set you a target grade, they expect you to get on it or over it. Uh, it's going to be physically impossible for me to get over my target grade because it doesn't exist. So I have to remind myself that pressure is going to come from the school, but I know my own limits and I know, yeah, I know my own limits when it comes to literally bossing way too hard because I don't want to burn out. And to be honest, I don't need those grades I don't need my target grades I have faith that I will get whatever grades I need for um the universities that I want to get into um and just not let the the school rule me because that's just not good for my mental health so yeah my hopes are to be present and just to put my my best work forward my best work that doesn't come at a cost of my mental health basically my fears, my fears are that I'm just 
is gonna like completely run away from me and my also another fear is that we go into another fucking lockdown which I think is unlikely to happen but the media likes to sell stories so (laughs) yeah I think it's unlikely that we're gonna go into another lockdown but my fear is to do online school again I hated that hated it really did not like it so yeah that is my that is my biggest fear okay I just shut my journal, but I'm going to talk about the things I'm looking forward to, which is, it's kind of different to hopes. Things I'm looking forward to are, they're all at the end of the year, to be honest, but my school has a tradition that is sixth form muck-up week. It is everyone's favourite time of the year at school, because basically, for a whole week, sixth form, or year 13, has no lessons, and we get to dress up every single day, and every single day is a different theme. Um, there have been festivals, there has been like an airport in our school, there has been a fashion show, there has been all sorts of things. There's always like a cops and robbers one, which I think everyone's getting a bit bored of because there's like every year someone gets like kidnapped. It's usually a year seven gets kidnapped and taken to the sixth form block. And, like, no younger years are allowed in the sixth form block. So, it's, like, we just take them there. It's it's really fun. So, I can't wait to do that. Because I've, like, grown up looking at, like, experiencing it every year. And, like, finally I get to do it. And we didn't get to do it in year 11. So, I'm really looking forward to that. I think head girls get to decide the themes. So, me and, like, my fellow head girl, we are going to trust and believe we're gonna have the best themes I think we're gonna do a festival because they haven't done a festival for quite some years um and then I'm also really looking forward to prom because again we didn't have a prom in year 11 and not gonna lie my dress was awful I really hated it so I'm glad that that never went ahead so yeah I'm really excited that I have to organize that as head girl I'm really looking forward to it because it's like I if I have a vision I know that it's gonna work, it's it's gonna happen, like, I don't have to leave it up to anyone else to make it really good. So, I also wrote about things that I don't want to forget from last year, because although it was chaos, it was actually a really good year, like, it's the best school year that I've had so far. So, I wrote down the friends that I made, because I made so many new friends, um and like my friendship group came together and it was just a really a really good time for meeting new people who are like-minded and that's not just in school it's also out school and online and it's just been really lovely and I I kind of yeah I feel secure in, in friendships and and all that jazz um picnics we went on a lot of picnics last year purely because we couldn't meet up indoors so there were quite a few very chilly picnics we would my friends would come round to mine and we have a fire pit so we'd all be like wrapped up in like hoodies and stuff and blankets just chilling around the fire which is really nice actually we had some like we made some really good memories doing that um getting head girl that I feel like that's more of a year 13 thing but we got it in year 12 so it's kind of like something that I've already achieved um, but that was really good. I, not gonna lie, I've dreamt of doing that since I was in year seven. Yeah, I'm just really proud that I got that. <laughs> anyway, and then the last thing that I wrote down was my freeze. So freeze are basically periods in the day where 
I'm in school but I don't have a lesson so I kind of just get to do what I want. I still have them now. There is a motorbike. I still have these frees now but my friendship group used to have two frees over a I think no it was like one free a week that we would all have off so we'd all like spend like two hours together because it would it would be in the middle of the day so we'd have break time which is 20 minutes and then we'd have an hour of our free and then we'd have 40 minutes of lunch time where we'd just like be together so we'd have like two solid hours in the day where we'd just talk and I really miss that now because I think we only have one of those um, and we have study periods together, but it's like three of us have the study period at the same time. And then one other person doesn't have it at the same time, which is really unfortunate. So I was grateful for that when I had it. And now, sadly, I don't have it anymore. I also wrote down what is a lesson I can try and bring forward from year 12. Um, the first one is staying on top of German vocab. Because let me tell you, I would always forget about this German vocab. And... I get really judged if I don't do well on a vocab test by my teacher because there's like an underlying like expectation that I get everything right because I grew up in Austria and I used to be fluent in German so I feel like she always expects me to do really well and I don't but anyway yeah try and stay on top of my vocab because we literally have a vocab test every week and it's it's quite overwhelming and there's like 20 words that I have to learn from each one. Okay, so I'm going to touch on my plans for after sixth form. Now this is why I'm re-recording this episode. Because my plans have kind of changed. So... My school doesn't like it if you take a year abroad, a year abroad, <laughs> a year out. That could be abroad, but besides the point, um, they don't like it if you take a year out. You there's like the ex- expectation that you go straight on to university, and it's quite funny because some of the most successful people to come out of my school have not gone straight on to university. They've all taken a gap year, which I find very ironic. So I was in the frame of mind that, yep, I'm going to go on to university straight away. I want to go, you know, carry on straight with my education. I want to go here. This is the course that I want to do. Um, if I go to this university, I'm then going to go on to doing this. I'm going to do a gap year here so then I can skate here. So then it was, I was trying to control my future too hard. And I think that, with planning your future and knowing what you want in the future you can ask the universe this is what I want and that's fine but trying to plan out and control each minute detail of your journey there it doesn't it doesn't work and it's too stressful and it's very counterproductive I hadn't realised that, but literally a day after I'd recorded this, I was having a conversation with my dad. He asked me, like, and I was like, well, no, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it at all, because I don't want to go, I don't want to go travelling. I will travel in my own time, but I'm not going to take a year out to go travelling. So that's kind of why I hadn't really given it any thought, because I knew that I wasn't going to go travelling. And he was like, well, you know, you don't have to go travelling, but, you know, maybe think about 
working in London or something. Because my big dilemma is I don't know whether to go to um, London or to go to either Nottingham or Manchester. Because for me, my university choices are all based around where I can skate. I can skate in all three of those places, but I don't know which one to go to. And part of my sort of reasoning why I don't really know is because London is so expensive as a student. I don't want to be working my whole way through university to try and pay for my rents and like not be able to have a social life, not be able to go out to restaurants and, and you know, pay for nice days out, which I would be able to do if I went to Nottingham Manchester because rent is obviously cheaper and it's more of a student-friendly city, like everything's very close together. But my top course is in London and my current where I skate is in London. So I was all like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. But then bringing the idea up of, of working in London and getting in a political internship, it kind of gives me more space to decide and it lets me have the experience of being young and living in London but being able to sort of afford it and not have that financial stress and then if I do London then I can do Nottingham and Manchester as Nottingham or Manchester as well like I can do both rather than have to choose one and just stick with that and I want to move abroad I want to move to Berlin as soon as possible and I think that I was limiting myself too much by saying that I'm going to go straight after university and that I have to get on and and live in either London or 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 Nottingham or Manchester so quickly so that when I've finished university I can go straight on to Berlin and I think I was just trying to rush everything so much and try and control everything rather than letting my life flow and letting things happen naturally. I wasn't letting anything happen naturally. And I was so set on this path. I think I'm so set on getting out of England and getting to Berlin that I hadn't given anything else a thought and I hadn't given any other path or any other option that might actually work better a thought. Yeah, I actually wrote this in a post. So I said, I've been trying to plan out and control my future a little too much recently. I need to understand that this isn't possible. I have to let my future unfold naturally, knowing that everything will work out for my highest self. I can ask the universe to give me my desires, but I shouldn't control my path to them in such minute detail. So yeah, that basically explains what I've been feeling and what I've been thinking. And I think you can apply this to any stage in life. I think you can apply this to like a job. If you're so set on trying to get to that one that one career position or that that one yeah that one position and you and you try and plan out your exact route to that often it's not going to work and it's not going to happen and you're just going to tie yourself up in knots whereas if you just sort of go naturally with trying to get to that career like if there's something pops up and you're like okay it's not exactly what I want to do but it's gonna work for me now and it you know I want to do it it's on it's one of the things that I want to do do that and then naturally you will find yourself go to get to that career like if you tell the universe what you want leave it up to the universe to get you to that point don't you try and control it 
so yeah, when I first recorded this episode, I was going on about how I want to study this university, um, and then I'm going to do this and this and this, um, and then overnight it changed, and talking to family members who have, like, contacts, um, to get into political internships, it became a lot more clear that that is actually what I want to do, I'm not going to go straight to university, it allows me more time, it just gives me space, and I'm learning to drive at the moment, (laughs) I am not, not good, and I feel like everyone around me is progressing in leaps and bounds, even though their birthdays were, like, months after mine, like, they're saying, oh, I'm going, I'm driving here, I'm doing 50, I'm going around roundabouts, I'm still doing 20 in a trading estate, and I've been driving since May, so I think that not going straight off to university and not having the pressure to like pass before I go to university I have a lot more time it just takes that stress off because I'm not going to take a car to university I'm gonna take a bike I'm gonna use public transport driving around driving a car it's not particularly something I want to contribute to I'm very environmentally conscious I want to use public transport as much as possible I want to learn to drive to have the skill but I'm not going to be buying a car, I'm not going to own a car. I think it's cheaper in the long run to use um, public transport. Yes, trains and public transport and tubes in the UK are ridiculously expensive, but with a car, you have to pay for insurance, for MOT, if you get in an accident, you have to pay for the petrol, it's so much money. It's ridiculously stressful, and driving is stressful for me. I I don't know, maybe it's because I've only just started out, but anyway. So yeah, that is my thoughts and my intentions and my hopes for this final year. I, I am looking forward to it. I like studying, I like learning. I think that studying gives me a purpose and structure to my day, which is also why I'm looking forward to university, even though that may be coming a year later than I anticipated but I think that doing an internship and living in the city is just gonna like it's such good life experience and I'm privileged to be in a position where family members do have contacts to to people who would offer political internships but I'm I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take that opportunity and I think that's the best thing you can do if you have a privilege if you have an opportunity take it and I'm looking forward to the really valuable life experience that it's going to give me and if you are feeling like you are really set in a, in in like one way and are trying to control um the outcome too hard just step back rethink what are my other options what have I pushed aside that actually I could explore maybe you've ruled something out I'd ruled taking a gap year out think about it see if it, it might resolve some stress or issues that you've had around your planned path, because you might find that it's the better option, you'll still get to your desire, you will still get to it, but it just might be in a more natural and a way that you didn't expect. So yeah, I think the thought for this episode is just to go with the flow of life, which sounds really cringy, but let life happen naturally, 
keep your desire in your mind. Like, constantly affirm your desire. But don't be controlling of getting there. Like, it's the universe's job to get you that desire. Know your desire, but don't control it. I wish anyone going into university, I wish you all a splendid, that's very British, a very productive, a successful, fulfilling, positive academic year. Don't burn yourself out. Do not go boss too close to the sun. And I hope you have a lovely week. Bye.